Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, as a cat, also like himself, uh, right behind Tim. Uh, we talk about horror oh, movies yeah. <laughs> on this show, and it's October, it is the month of Halloween, it is the month, it's the season to be spooky, uh, as I've mm-hmm. been saying, which means we do a bunch of extra episodes we are working our way through. And this was actually, a, this, this movie we're doing in this episode is actually a kind of last minute addition, because... A week ago, I don't think we knew this movie existed. This is just Netflix were like, hey, we've got an original movie that's kind of Halloween-y. It's more of a horror comedy, arguably, but still, we can do those here. And, yeah. uh, you know, so have a look at this. Now, admittedly, when you tell me a film is by McG, I, I typically lose interest. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's the guy who did Termin- Terminator Salvation. Oh, okay. I can't say I particularly <laughs> love the Charlie's Angels movies. Uh, and other things he's done, which I cannot remember off the top of my head. But he's not someone he, I'd get excited about. Yeah, the, well, the only thing I knew him from is uh, I think he's done a lot of uh, Supernatural, um, which I he enjoyed. The, he did the pilot, I think. I don't know if he did yeah. more than that, but yeah, he was involved. Well, I saw his name in the credits a lot. Uh, so, I mean, maybe just a producer. Maybe he didn't do that much. But Yeah, I, I think because uh, he was there at the start, he, he just gets an yeah. executive producer credit like forever. All right. I mean, yeah, that's funny, though, because that's the only thing I really know him from. So when I hear his mm. name, um, I'm kind of like, I, I, it's not something I get excited for, but I also don't have like a, like, oh, well, kind of thing for it. Well, that's exactly the feeling I have. I'm like, uh, uh. Well, that's, that's kind of what I feel when I hear McG. Uh, but the trailer is kind of fun, you know, had potential. Uh, so we're going to talk about The Babysitter, which is Netflix's original film, came out on Friday the 13th. Uh, in October. Of course, we actually did Friday the 13th for Friday the 13th because that makes more sense to us, but uh, here we are, a couple of days later, doing The Babysitter. Uh, so, what is the plot of The Babysitter? Uh, and obviously, we'll start spoiler-free. We'll warn you before we go into spoilers as per usual. Uh, but the plot of The Babysitter is that we have a 12-year-old main character whose character's name is Cole. Is Cole. Yeah, C. I was thinking C because they keep calling each other oh, yeah. B and C. Uh, but we have Cole, who's 12 years old, who's a little too old for a babysitter, but he has one anyway. Uh, and he has this a very attractive babysitter named B. that's her name. And they have a very strong relationship. He's a bit of a dweeb, he's very kind of timid, he gets a little bit bullied at school, he's very scared of everything, he's kind of your typical... You know, it really it has this kind of made-in-the-1980s made kind of vibe to it, we have got this... this dweeby little main character who you assume by the end of the movie will find strength and not be as much of a dweeb but him and the babysitter have a really good relationship like she she like treats them with respect and they have a lot of running jokes and they seem to be good friends and she gets you know it's not just like oh I need to babysit this annoying kid she, she seems to get on with them really well of course he decides to stay up and see what happens after he goes to sleep one night when she's babysitting uh, thinking that she might have a boy over and lo and behold, she murders someone in his house. <laughs> there is something evil afoot going on, and it kind of turns into a demented version of Home Alone with lots of violence <laughs> and death. Yeah. So that is the premise of the babysitter, uh, to not give mm-hmm. anything else away. Uh, so I guess I'll ask the question. Tim, did you enjoy the babysitter? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, I didn't know anything going into it i i didn't even watch the trailer um but uh i, I just knew that you had mentioned it and you're like oh this is something that you know we're probably gonna do um and then you know as so, i was watching it so, so question actually then since you didn't even see the trailer right yeah. obviously i've said to you we're doing it for stream so you're assuming there's going to be a horror thing that happens eventually yeah. <laughs> but for the first like 20 minutes were you just sitting thinking 
well, where's the horror? What's happening? Like, oh, it's yeah. just a no, movie about a babysitter def- and a kid. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> no, definitely, because, uh, yeah, the, the beginning is very entertaining, and it's like, oh, I, I like this kid, uh, you know, and the, the characters are all pretty funny. Um, it's very stylized, uh, almost to the point where I think at times there's a little too much. Like, I could probably dial back with some of the you know, like a effects and, and stuff in, in terms yeah, of... It has like, a lot of captions. Like, it'll come up with big fancy yeah. captions to introduce each character, which I actually kind of like that. Uh, there was one or two where it went a little bit too far and it, it would react to like, yeah. someone finding a weapon or something to be like, oh, hell yeah, you know, on the yeah. screen. <laughs> things like, okay, wait, I get it, calm down. But Yeah, uh, but then, yeah, I was thinking probably 20, 30-ish minutes in, like, oh, this is good, but where's the horror element? And then, boom, it hits you. And then once it hits you, it's kind of like a non-stop... Like I, I almost wish I didn't know this was a horror because like, obviously you were expecting something, but were you expected? Yeah. That, I mean, I won't say what it is, uh, even though it was in the trailer. But we'll keep, we'll keep it just in case you've not seen the trailer, because I feel like the, the trailer actually does actually spoil far too much. If you're interested in this movie, I would say don't watch the trailer. I'd say just watch the the flick. It's on Netflix, so it's not like you have to go hunting for it. So just you know watch yeah. it. Uh, but like. Did you see it coming at the moment it came? Like, were you expecting, or at least maybe you saw it coming because it felt like it was building to something? But were you expecting yeah. the exact thing that happened when the first violent incident occurred? Uh, no, not exactly. Uh, yeah. I did think that, like, I, I thought something was going to happen to that individual, but I thought maybe uh, it might even be something crazier, like, uh, you know, oh that some of the other characters might not even be like humans or, or something that, mm. uh, you know, I don't think, you know, spoiler alert, you know, there's no aliens or vampires in this, but, <laughs> um, what a weird uh, spoiler alert, like, <laughs> just spoilers. There's no aliens or vampires in this, but because I was expecting like some horror element or something, I was like, Oh, I wonder if it's going to be, I don't know, something like that. Um, so, uh, but I, I was pleasantly surprised when, uh, I was like, Oh, okay, this is what, they're going for and then yeah once you get it you know you kind of right on board for it yeah it's very self-aware it's constantly making fun of its tropes and what it's doing from other things but i think i think what i mean i liked it a lot if that's not clear i, I had a blast with it and i think yeah. that feeling that it's made in the 80s and you've got this thing where it is this story about this kid fighting back against teenagers and it's like ultra violent it really feels like if it wasn't for the the, the phones and maybe the haircuts like this could have easily just been a movie from the 80s oh sure uh, like yeah. it really has that feel to it and uh, one thing I want to uh, commend about the script is actually that everything is very well set up and paid off like oh, everything yeah. like you know at the start of the movie it sets up all these different things about the kid and almost every single one of them in some way pays off later on you know he's scared of X thing but at the end of the movie he does X thing you know he yeah. he he can't do this thing but at the end of the movie he will do said thing like there's just all of these things there's like, quite a few of those uh, and then there's a lot of Chekhov gun kind of moments where, oh, they've set up there's a a knife there. There's, they've set up there's a you know the, not a gun, but like you know like the the idea of like setting up all these different things in the story that they come yeah. into play at some point. Even in some ways it's small, in some ways it's big, but everything felt like it was paying off and what was set up earlier on. So it felt like a very fleshed out script in that sense, which is almost because it's a very light and breezy. It's ninety minutes. It goes in yeah. super fast. Uh, the, the gore and the violence is fantastic, mm-hmm. which I was not expecting to be really into this as a gore movie, but there was, you know, things going through people's necks, there was blood <laughs> spurting out everywhere, there was all sorts of shenanigans. 
yeah. some of it really over the top as well. So it really had fun with all its uh, carnage as it was going. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it, it feels very well earned. Um, yeah, by the end of the movie, I you just kind of had like a smile on my face going like, oh, hey, like, yeah, that um, actually comes back. or Oh, that meant something uh, like, oh, that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, really dug like all the characters, like the main character uh, is very uh, trying to think of what the word is. Um, I guess likable is like a little, you know, (laughs) too kind of light. But uh, I don't know. I, I like that he was like you said, like, you know, he's a dweeby, nerdy kid, but he didn't really feel like too over the top, you know? Like it, it didn't feel like he was unreal, unrealistically like this Hollywood nerd art archetype, you know. Like he, um, like I, I don't know. I, there was a level of like believability to him that, that I could feel with. Yeah, yeah. He, he's 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 a, he's a very kind of um, down to well, down to earth, but he's not like absurdly annoying like i think i was worried going into this movie having seen the trailer that some of the characters would be so over the top that they were annoying uh, yeah. him in particular but he's actually not he's he's kind of the heart of the movie and early on when he's like scared of doing things like i mean it's a little bit thin at first but as you keep watching and he, you know as he's talking about like you know the babysitter stuff oh yeah people make fun of me for having a babysitter until they see her and then it turns into yeah. jealousy <laughs> so like <laughs> It feels like, as much as he's a bit of a dweeb, he he doesn't... And he is a bit innocent, like, he doesn't know what an orgy is at one point, and he has to Google orgy, yeah. which that felt a bit far-fetched to me <laughs> for a 12-year-old yeah. kid. Like, <laughs> you know what orgy is, come on. Yeah. But otherwise, like, he is catching glances of things. He is being, like, he's... Uh, but then again, part of the the point of the movie is he is kind of a little bit young for his age, and he kind of overcomes that throughout. Yeah. Uh, and by the end of the movie, of course, he is far too old for a twelve year old. That you know, <laughs> any other twelve year old is far too young compared to him now, given what he's been yeah. through, the shit he's seen. You know, uh, <laughs> and then, I, yeah, and then all the bad guys were kind of over the top, but it I felt like it worked. Like their oh, yeah. like craziness, kind of. Uh, I don't know, just gave like a nice little balance uh, in the situation and then yeah, um, bunch I, of, all, all the teenage characters were great uh yeah. robbie amell uh who funnily enough was in a netflix original movie last year he's he's a uh, stephen amell's brother uh, from arrow uh oh. in case you're wondering who he is uh he was also half a firestorm on legends of tomorrow but he uh <laughs> he's pretty good in this like there's a running gag where he's like shirtless <laughs> and the kid keeps asking, "Why is he shirtless? Like, what?" what? Uh, and that, that's like a sort of running thing. And he's pretty funny. There's, there's the cheerleader character. There's the sort of more uh, kind of I don't know, gothy Asian girl, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, who Artsy, was? Kinda. Yeah, she she was in um, the Pitch Perfect movies. That's that's because mm-hmm. I knew her face from something as well. I'm like, what's she been in? Uh, yeah. By the way, the the main uh, uh, the babysitter herself, uh, B, she was in Ash vs Evil Dead season one. Oh, okay. so if so, there was a lot of faces in this. That um, like the the mum as well. She was uh, in the Iron Man movies, the first couple. Oh yeah, she was like the the reporter in those. Like there was a lot of faces popping up throughout. I was like, okay, I know them yeah. um, from somewhere else. And of course, uh, yeah, the dad is a uh, Ken Marino. Who you know, if you're a comedy nerd, you recognize him from like a bunch of different stuff. But yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. he's he's one though. I recognized him and went, oh, he's just him. Like I know him. Whereas yeah. everyone else, it was like I know you all from one thing particularly. Oh, yeah. Like I just know your face from one thing. Whereas him, it's like okay, mm-hmm. I just know who that is because he's he's all over the place. 
And uh, I liked that I felt like there was real danger in this. Like, you know, the Home Alone movies, you know, they're, they're fun, you know, uh, kid movies or whatever. But you never really feel like uh, that there's a possibility that the, you know, uh, crooks are going to catch him and, you know, do some type of harm to him. I don't know if I, uh, but when, do you do you think you feel that in this? Did you actually feel that there was a chance that that Cole that might he, get killed? <laughs> not not that he would get killed, but I I did think there was a chance that he could get hurt, and that if mm. they caught him, that they definitely would want to kill him. Uh, but you know, and I would say that <laughs> there are some instances where he does kind of get like the crap kicked out of him. Uh, oh yeah, you he, know, he, you know he's, he's a bit bruised and battered come morning, but like yeah. Yeah, I, I never really felt like he was in too much danger. I felt like it was just it was it was too much of a fun popcorn flick to to go down that path. I felt like it was, you know, it was, it, they'll tease it, but he'll always kind of come yeah. out on top somehow, some way, even if it's through oh, well, a complete yeah, accident kind of thing. Like it always kind of had that feel to it. Uh, yeah, so it just I didn't think it felt like as safe as like Home Alone or, or something would have. It, it I I like that they didn't go, you know, uh, like too. You know, all right, he's a kid, so we can't be like, you know, too uh, dangerous to him or, or something. It's like, no, like these, the people that are going after him are like full on, like crazy psychos. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some more than others, depending on which character it is. There's, there's one or two that seem to have just a bloodlust. They just want to kill yeah. things. <laughs> uh, whereas another couple, they feel like, oh, they're just there because they want to do the thing that they're there for, and they're, they're not necessarily. You know they're not attracted to the chaos necessarily itself. They just want the end goal, the the the, yeah. the end product of their of the labor. Uh, yeah. So yeah, to wrap up the spoiler free section, I'd say it's super fun. Uh, Gore's a lot of fun. The characters are are likable. Even the villains you have a good time with. Uh, you know, there's yeah. the there's the girl across the street that he, he has a you know the, the actual sort of love interest, if you will. Uh, like she, she, she's not in it much, but she's fine when she is. She, she's, you know, they have a likable yeah. chemistry whenever they're together, um, and it, ha- it has that that you know, you know. I feel like not enough movies exist these days where kids are the main characters. I feel like that was a big thing in the eighties, like I said. And these days, yeah. whenever they try it, it tends to fall flat. But between this, your Stranger Things, also Netflix, fair enough, and you know, it yeah. and a yeah. few other things. Yeah. Like I feel like we're back to a stage where we can have movies with kids as the lead characters, and it's not infuriating. Uh, you know the likable kids and maybe that means they're a little bit unrealistic because they're not likable that's okay to me that's fine they're movie kids oh, yeah. they're not real kids it's fine real kids are awful right oh, yeah. that's, that's who would not... want to watch a movie about real kids yeah real, real kids are the worst but you know in a movie kids like this especially when it's like because the kid starts dropping references to all sorts of movies and stuff at one point and I'm like oh man this kid's watching the right stuff uh, so no I I uh, no, I I I I was kind of confused. Like I didn't know how to process the fact. Like about how, you know, I, see when I was, I was about twenty minutes in, even before it got to the horror stuff, mm-hmm. I was man, I'm digging this. It feels like a, an eighties movie about a kid. I didn't know how to process that I was enjoying a movie by McGee this much. <laughs> you know, and then it kept going. It kept getting better. It kept doing wackier things, and I'm like, man, what's going on? Like I'm liking. I'm really digging. This is McGee's masterpiece. <laughs> this is like easily the best thing he's ever made. Oh yeah. Like, in terms of movies, I mean, you can arguably some of his TV stuff, but that's that's a little bit different because he comes in and directs an episode of, you know, a show yeah. that's been set up by someone else. So, no, I, I give this this my utmost recommendation. Definitely. If you like, if you like uh, the types of movies that I've talked talked about, you know, eighties movies with kids. If you like horror comedies, if you like this kind of thing, watch it. 
yeah i highly recommend it uh, and like you mentioned earlier too it's a very easy watch it's um you know only 90 minutes it's on netflix so it's easy to find and uh you know it's good nice fun how uh horror comedy for the season so with that said full spoilers for the babysitter so um i guess we'll start with the violence i mean it seems like the place to go with the with the kills uh, so the the first guy, you know, the the, the, the sacrifice they've got over because what what they're doing is the 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 ritual they want to do a ritual so they can get stuff from Satan or whatever, and yeah. they they need to sacrifice someone and then take the blood of the innocent, the kid being innocent. So it, that's actually the funny thing to me about this movie is that they actually just sneak into his room and like takes because he's awake but he's pretending to be asleep still. And they take some of his blood, and I was like, you know what? They were never actually going to hurt him. Like if he just stayed asleep, yeah. they would never like. They were taking some blood. No one would have been the wiser. I, I especially love this scene, though. Uh, the way it's set up in the beginning, how afraid of needles he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, it's not like a life-threatening scene. But just knowing how much he hates them made it like really tense. Yeah. <laughs> especially like when they're like trying to take the blood and they're like, oh, miss the vein. And it's like, oh, no, <laughs> like they have to keep going. Yeah, and then after that as well, when he's like, he starts making the you know the the rope of his sheets to like get out yeah. of the window because he's got nothing to, to climb down, and the camera keeps going back, and you could sort of tell eventually once it goes back behind him again, one of them's going to be standing there, and sure enough, at one point the babysitter is there. Uh, that was actually quite an effective little directed moment. Uh, but the first kill, uh, so the, the, the sacrifice, uh, the babysitter, we have, we have this ridiculous scene of truth there where the guy dares her to kiss everyone in the room. And, you know, there's like five of them plus this sacrifice. So she goes around the circle doing various kissing or something similar to a kiss to each of them. Of course, her and the cheerleader have a make-out session for about five minutes. <laughs> uh, which, you know, at this point, before anything's gotten dark, our, our, our kid, Cole, he's just watching from the stairs being like, oh yeah, this is like <laughs> best night of my life. You know, that, that's his kind of thing. Yeah, especially and, uh, when he he thinks that they might be having like an orgy or or something. And yeah, like, you yeah. kind of go down and you see this. Like, oh, maybe. Well, they which might. to be fair, it's the, it's the his friend across the street, uh, Melanie. She's the one who's mm-hmm. spurred this idea. I bet they're going to yeah. have an orgy because uh, because the whole thing is that she she's like, oh, you should stay up and see what she does after you go to sleep. Like, you should just stay up and find out what happens. And it's, and obviously she's watching from across the street and she sees like five people going. It's like, oh, it's an orgy because they're like texting each other. It's like it's an orgy. So there's like yeah. tons of them. Uh, but so so the guy gets his two knives in the top of his head, and then and when um, they try to like take out the blood, uh, what's the character's name? Uh, John, which I should remember because they named like everyone got a caption telling me what their name was. Oh yeah. But they they t- try to take out the blood, and John just gets this face full of blood, which becomes a running <laughs> joke because it happens again later on. One of the cops gets killed. Yeah. That that's actually maybe one of my like favorite jokes uh, in in the movie. Uh, just. Yeah, first it's like nothing's coming out and he's kind of like poking it like, oh, I think something's wrong with my side. And then, yeah, it just like gushes out like a geyser and hits him. And then uh, I love there's um, a little scene later with the kind of the cheerleader has like a little spot of blood on her dress. And she's like, oh, my God, this is ruined. And then he's like just completely drenched. But uh, the the moment that the movie turned for me and I started feeling like some dread uh, about what was going to happen was – uh, not so much right when they killed the guy, but when she's going to kiss him and he stands up and says, I, I don't really know what's going on. I don't know you guys. 
and because you see B talking to him earlier in the movie, and I kind of just assume that they know each other, they're friends, or you know, maybe even he's her boyfriend or something. Um, but once he stands up, and, and I think the music even gets like a little dramatic, and, and then uh, you know, you kind of see him backing away, like something's wrong, and then mm. uh, that's why I kind of started feeling like, all right, something's gonna happen to this guy. He's gonna get killed. Uh, like I said, like I didn't know how, like, uh, you know, I, I I don't know if they were. Again, weird monsters or something that were gonna, you know, feed on him or do something. But once he kind of starts walking away and everyone is like going towards him, that's when the gears kind of switched for me. And I was like, okay, now we're getting into like the horror element of this. Yeah, which then turns into the you know them coming up to get the blood and him, you know, Cole pretending to sleep. Then he gets caught, and I love that when he gets caught and they've got him tied up in a chair. And he, he, we see him get a pocket knife, like, you know, for protection. Because he phones the police, actually, <laughs> before he tries to escape. <laughs> and he's like, oh, someone got killed in my house, and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, all right, whatever you do, hide. And he's like, I have to protect myself. And then you can just hear the, the voice on the phone, <laughs> and the operator going, no, 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 that's a bad idea, don't do it. And he just hangs up. And he goes for a pocket knife, and I'm like, yeah, you should maybe listen to her. Uh, but he's tied up uh, with, like, rope behind, his, like, behind the chair. Uh, in the in the living room, and they're all just kind of standing there asking him what he saw because they don't know if he, if he witnessed the murder yet. It's like, why are you up? What are you doing? And I try to question this, and he's like cutting the rope. And then I did not see this coming. <laughs> this this joke really caught me off guard. But the cheerleaders like the cheerleaders characters like, hey, do you not know there's a mirror behind you? We can see you cutting the rope. And then you just cut to the shot of like him looking around, and you can just see this mirror, and you, yeah. you can clearly see the hands cutting the rope. And then. To his credit, he just starts going faster. Like if I can yeah. do it quick enough before they before they cut, and he's like, "Oh, that's so sweet." He's still cutting the rope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that. There's a lot of jokes like this that kind of subvert your expectations, and then um, I, I like that characters like call it out, and then it's not just oh, a quick one and done thing. Like they talk about it. They're like, "He's still doing it. Can you believe it?" And, uh, yeah. That that was another one that got me pretty good. Yeah, and then of course he's that's when the scene where he's like, "Why is he shirtless?" And John's like, "That's your first question. Why is he shirtless?" Yeah. And he just keeps going on about it. Why is he shirtless? Yeah, the the dialogue was it was pretty. Um, I, I was surprised. It was a uh, pretty like well paced, like a lot of very nice back and forth kind of quippy uh, dialogue that works really well. Yeah, of course the police arrived during this whole scene. Um, <laughs> And this is where we see that these people are just complete nut jobs because they just immediately try and kill the police, and they do. Like yeah. you know, uh, although uh, Chilila gets shot in the boob, which also makes for a lot of hilarity <laughs> later on about her yeah. deflated boob and how she can't do anything now. They're like who's going to want to squeeze my deflated boob? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of this stuff was funny. Um, this is something I, I thought could probably have been dialed back a bit. Like there's a lot of good lines and stuff, but after a while, I was like, okay, we get it. She's like a vain cheerleader type and it you know it's worried about her boob but most of it was pretty funny yeah i don't have a problem with uh there being too much because she kind of disappears from the movie for a while because because yeah. then cole runs away and like he deals with all the other teenagers one by one and it's not until later we come back to her so we actually like by the time she comes back we've been like 30 minutes without her that i was kind of like oh i'm, I'm happy to have her back and making more you know ditzy cheerleader yeah. jokes so it was kind of like, I think it was well spaced in that sense. They didn't overdo. Like, we have them all together for a while, and then after that, they all kind of break up and we get them one by one. So you, it, it never overloaded you, I don't think, with any one of them for too long. Yeah. Because, uh, of course, uh, 
Cop that, and obviously the blood spurts all over John again, which you know adds to that joke. Uh, yeah. John is the first one who dies at the, the teenagers, though, because he he chases Cole <laughs> up the stairs and he actually yells the line, "This isn't home alone. Get over here!" And Cole pushes him over the stairs, and he lands on like his dad's got like a, a award. Well, he he trips on the the like RC car. Oh, you're right, you're right. But he, he just kind of pushes him, though, right? Because he sort of pushes him before he trips. So. I, th- I, th- I think so, yeah. It, yeah, it's a combination of, like, getting pushed and then... Uh, they mentioned earlier in the movie, like, he has his toys all over the hallway and stuff. Yeah, because I, I just... I, I, I vividly remember how his hands been out like that and he's got blood in his hands because yeah. he's been, like, forcing him away. Right, yeah. But, yeah, he trips on the RC car and he flips over the, the banister and he lands on... Like, his dad's got, like, an award <laughs> that's on the mantle and he's, he just, yeah. it just goes through his neck. He lands on it on his neck <laughs> and it's yeah. just, like, this insanely violent death. And it's like, oh, shit, this just escalated. And... It's one of the funny things, actually. Obviously, you're not meant to take this movie too seriously. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be light. But if you actually think about it in a serious lens, you're like, you know, first of all, how is he going to explain to the cops the next day that all of these teenagers have died the way they have? And even if they believe, you know, what's happened, because we know it's to be true, he's still going to be in therapy for the rest of his life. <laughs> like, oh, sure. This is yeah. the most traumatizing <laughs> night of any kid's life. This is This is ridiculous uh yeah. and i'm not criticizing it for that i'm just it's just one of those f- things that's f- funny to think about th- obviously it's not meant to be taken that seriously it's, it's a more of a slapsticky yeah like, tone. Uh, kind of along those same lines there was like a few like logic problems uh that you could probably complain about but again it's not that kind of movie uh mm. that you really care about like you know um one thing i kept thinking was how in the world does the entire neighborhood not hear what's going on like there's gunshots they're screaming um and you know but it's just one of those things where it's like it's not that kind of movie you don't care about it actually that was one of the things that earlier on before stuff went down when it was just the, the kind of montage of like how b and c like are when they're like, when she's babysitting oh, and yeah. we see them like uh, you know, to go swimming. Which, by the way, there was a point where I'm like, "Are you trying to turn the kid on?" You're, 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 she's, cause he's already in the swimming pool, and she's like slow. I mean, it's slow motion, but she's taking yeah. off her clothes to you know to to get to the bikini. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Are you actively trying to arouse this 12 year old?" Because it kind of feels like you are. There's, there's just a lot of little things like that that it was like, "Yeah, you you're really amping this up." Uh, I was of, actually kind of I was kind of worried at some point that there was going to be like a weird, like I don't know a scene between them uh or that he was gonna have like some over-the-top like super crush on him and uh, i'm glad that they didn't really go that no route. It, it felt quite believable in the sense like, it was a sense there was a moment early on when after he gets because one of the weird characters actually is that he's fred melody her dad's like this douchebag <laughs> who loves his <laughs> yeah. car and he makes up an excuse not to give him a lift home because she, she's yeah. like oh can we give cole a lift home dad it's like well, your parents are expecting you to take the bus. You should probably take the bus. And then he like he sort of revs the engine, and then as he does it, he kind of does like he does thrusting motions as he revs. He's like, mm, it's, mm. It's, it's like the most over the top douchebag ever. It's great. Yeah, it's it's very weird that he's like I don't know, like tr- almost trying to like impress like this kid or something, or like make him feel jealous of him. But it's like it's like a twelve year old kid. Like, why are yeah. you being such an asshole? And, I think it, he even like says something like. I don't know, like NASCAR life bitch or something as he like tries it does off. it does and <laughs> Melanie even just told us it's a midlife crisis car he got divorced and he's bought this car to make himself feel better like that's yeah. basically what this is <laughs> but anyway, so so he gets bullied a little bit as well uh, on the way home I'll talk about the bully a little bit but the oh, yeah. so so B like picks him up and takes him home she's like oh, I'll see you tonight it's very it's almost like a play on the scene from Halloween you know remember how 
Generally, Curtis runs into the kid she's going to babysit earlier on. Oh, true. And yeah. she's like, oh, I'll see you tonight. We'll have some fun. We'll do this. It's, it's almost like the over-the-top version of that. Um, and there's a moment where she just sort of leans to the back seat to, like, get, I think, get his bag or something. And he looks sort of like, it's, it's sort of stretching, she's sort of stretching and she's kind of like, the you know, the shirt gets pulled back a little bit and he kind of yeah. notices the boob and he's kind of like, oh, slow motion boob. And <laughs> I like that scene because it felt very true to life. Uh, just As someone who was once a 12 year old boy and mm-hmm. would notice things like that, it, it felt like such a, you know, a, a true, this is kind of what it felt like at the time to yeah. notice these kind of things and be like, oh my God, like the boobs are sticking out a little bit. Like it kind of felt like true to that. Yeah, like, uh, it, it felt like they were actually, like, true friends, but at the same time, as a 12-year-old boy, you're not gonna not notice this very, you know, hot, older, attractive woman. But, yeah, it, it never felt like he was, like, uh, like, he, he, there are points where he does say that he loves her, but I always kind of took that more as, like, oh, they're, like, close friends, like, almost, um, yeah, you I mean, know, brother he... and sister kind of relationship. Because that's kind of the thing. He, he kind of realizes that the girl across the street is his true love. Uh, yeah. You know, by the end of the movie, he's like, "Oh yeah, that's the one I'm supposed to be with, not this yeah. this hot or older girl who's clearly <laughs> insane." Uh, but it, yeah, it, it it plays with that stuff really well. Um, and like I say, like because we see them playing games and stuff. And one of the things, the thing I was going to mention actually during this montage that I thought was really over the top. I kind of love it for it. But I, I thought it was like kind of silly at the same time. Is they're out they're out in the the backyard watching a movie on like the wall. They've got a projector. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they're watching a movie. But for some reason, like there's so much mist on the ground. It's like super atmospheric, and I, I'm like, man, what, what's happening? This doesn't feel like a real street at all at this point. It feels like this yeah. is fabricated. <laughs> uh, which makes like a silly thing to say. Just if, but it felt so over like, why why have we got all this atmosphere already? This is weird, <laughs> but I like it. So yeah. can't complain. And the the movie they're actually watching is a uh, Billy Jack, which um, the only reason why I know that is because the uh, comic book shop I used to go to in uh, college, um, the the uh, I was friends with the the owner, and he actually showed me that exact scene one time. Uh, hmm. He's like, because he was like a bit of an older guy. He's like, oh, you've never seen Billy Jack? Like, you, you got to watch this one scene. It is actually um, like you don't see it as well in the movie because you know they're kind of talking and posing in front of it and stuff but it is a really cool scene if you just uh go and watch it that's cool i i was not familiar with the movie uh yeah. myself um but you know, i thought it was a fun scene and then they set up because again they set up a lot of things that they pay off later like the whole the fact that his dad watches mad men and he's not supposed to watch oh, yeah. it but he he goes off to his room and watches the first episode or maybe the first season it seems like he's there all night and then he ref- references it later on um that that whole intergalactic thing mm-hmm. where it's basically a fantasy pick thing. Your, yeah, it's like yeah, pick, pick your top five intergalactic team or whatever. Yeah, pick, pick your crew if you're going to fight the big bad. Like, who's your crew from like any movie or TV show, comic book, whatever? And she gives hers earlier on in the movie, and it's like, you know, it's like Kirk Picard and then Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum from Independence <laughs> Day. Uh, I can't remember who the last one was, but like uh, Xenomorph. Oh, Ripley. Egg? No, it was Ripley and the Egg. Ripley, that was that, oh, was, okay, that yeah. was the last ones. Yeah, and then at the end of the movie, he gives his because she never asked. He's like Adama, and I'm like, okay. He just referenced Battlestar Galactica. He gets <laughs> points from me, uh, and he's like the Predator and uh, Data, and then it was us. Like he was like, oh, me and you would be the, the fourth and fifth, and it was like that's sweet. Yeah. And this is of course as she's like dying because he's just ran a car into her. More than that, in a bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's, I liked all the setup stuff. Like this montage of them hanging because it almost felt like it could have became like a different type of movie, like. Maybe, oh, sure. like, 
you know, like the Babysitters Club or something like that, where the the plot wasn't going to be a horror movie. It was going to be about like them dealing with some other crisis together. Like they could have been a team. Like it felt like it could have really went that way, which is why it almost hurt a little bit more when she turned out <laughs> to be this evil bitch who was trying to sacrifice him. Well, I, I like too that you know, there's kind of a a moment where uh, she you know um sorry does want to team up with him kind of like towards the end um and i like that he doesn't give in like he realizes uh, as much as it hurts him that you know you're evil like i can't you know go with you you're don draper that was i believe that was where he said that (laughs) yeah and then i I love her line (laughs) did you just spoil mad men for me (laughs) like it's (laughs) it's been on for however many years uh but yeah, and, and also kind of the idea. Uh, I think he says like, "How many other kids have you done this to?" And and I like that idea that you know, oh, this might not have been her first time doing this thing. Like, uh, you know, she might have gone from town to town, uh, and, and this is you know kind of what she does. Yeah, which actually makes his because he's a little bit extreme. Actually, he he goes and takes the you know the douchebag dad's car that he loves, and he he drives it. And again, it's up at the start of the movie that he was too scared to even start learning to drive because his dad takes him out to like a you know it's like an empty lot, and he's like, right, just just start driving, and he's, and he's too scared to even try. He, he he starts giving out statistics about how many teenagers die in car crashes. <laughs> he's too scared, yeah. but he gets in the car and he's like, he, he can barely control it. He's like skidding all over the place. But then he happens to drive up like a, a thing that's there and it, it it spins, you know, it does like a sort of uh, corkscrew, that's the word I was looking for, yeah. a corkscrew into the front of the house and it hits her. And like, that's mm-hmm. a bit extreme. But then you realise, oh no, but like, she, she, it's implied that she's been doing this to other kids and that she's going to move to another town and do it to more kids. Yeah. So it's like, he's actually saving people by doing this. He's saving more yeah. people who are going to be innocently killed, which is kind of kind of cool. He becomes a hero. Yeah. And I love, too, that this is uh, – there's actually, like, a, a lot of setup in this scene because uh, it's also the same thing that he w- said he was going to do with his uh, remote control cars because earlier he's mm. trying to, like, fix a car with a knife and he tells his dad if he hits it at the right angle on this ramp that it will, like, flip over. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's exa- exactly what he ends up doing with the real-life car when he goes through the – I think it was, like, pieces of his treehouse or – Yeah, I- again uh- – like set up and pay off like all these things that were set up in the start of the movie every single one of them pays off in some way as silly as some of them are which is which is cool it, it makes you feel like it really thought was put into it you, you kind of appreciate yeah. it um so we've skipped over some of the like the character deaths so uh you have sonia uh who's the sort of the the the, the, the stylish girl the you know the, the asian girl who's like you know got the sort of gothy eyes and she's all kind of extreme and uh, she's the one who's maybe makes. I mean, her, her and uh, Max, who's the the topless Robbie Amell character, they're both the most blood bloodlusty ones. Where they seem yeah. to enjoy the killing, they seem to want to kill people, and she's chasing him around. And they set up earlier on that there's a the basement, like there's an access to the basement outside, and it's like full of spiders and rats, and like probably <laughs> more spiders and rats that I think most houses typically have under their house. Uh, the thing is, they're not just like. Spiders, they're like tarantulas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. So they're not just regular small spiders; they're these giant-looking things. That man, like, honestly, if that's what's under your house, you're probably getting a team in, like a crack team yeah. of fumigators and <laughs> exterminators to deal with the situation. And call John Goodman. Get him in there. That was a reference to arachnophobia. Very good, Tim. Um, <laughs> but she ends up crawling under after him, and he, he uses a firework, and he misses her. Like she's like, "Ha ha, you miss me." Uh, but then he like sets it all off with, you know. Um, some bug spray 
some bug spray. Uh, he actually traps her in there first, like, which almost makes the fact that he kills her a bit more vindictive because he, yeah. he, he has her trapped. <laughs> he sort of drills the uh, the access back into the side of the house and she can't get out. And then she blows up anyway. But my favourite part of the whole thing is after the explosion, you just hear her go, I'm not dead yet, you mother, and there's oh, a yeah. second explosion and then she dies. <laughs> so again, subverting expectations. Very funny. Yeah. And it's not that it just gets her too. It also like throws him back, like you know, uh, like pretty high in the air and onto his back. And I feel like this is the point where the neighbors really should be noticing what's going on. Oh yeah. At, the, yeah. at this point, there's been gunshots, police sirens, people screaming. Now an explosion. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, now, obviously, I knew that the the girl across the street, Melanie, I knew she was going to come into it. Like, oh, because he's he's got an ally across the street, like someone yeah. he can go to and help. And she ends up being like the. It's actually a really suspenseful scene when when B has the shotgun and she's like chasing after them, and there's like a, a proper you know horror scene where she's going through uh, Melanie's house and they're hiding and they're hiding around the other side of the like the, the stairs that kind of wind and go up so there's, like, there's sort of like a back to them, and they're kind yeah. of like moving around this 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 podium or not podium. Uh, like a yeah. banister or what do you call it? Uh, something? Col- yeah, it's a column. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, they're moving around this as B's going around with a shotgun. And it's very, it's all kind of quiet. Um, you know, it's actually, it shows a bit more restraint than even what a lot of horror movies do now where they have to have the loud noises. Not that this movie doesn't have loud noises at times. <laughs> it, you know, when, when the first guy gets killed and Cole sees it, it comes up, what the fuck, in giant letters on the screen. So it's not subtle. <laughs> it's not a subtle movie by any means, but... <laughs> Uh, it's playing to its strengths. I just remembered the the reason why uh, her dad's not home. They say he's like out with a prostitute. And he's like, but why is his car still here? And he's like, well, she came and picked him up because he's like so desperate. <laughs> oh god, yeah, we need more of the dad character. That's the one missed yeah. opportunity. Is I feel like he was missing. But that was the other thing when 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 Cole gets dropped off home at the start of the movie. I, I, you know, this is right after he's refused to give him a lift home. He's getting out of like uh, uh, B's car and he looks across the street and you know Melanie's there and she's waving. She's outside with her dad and the dad's got like a a, a hose. He's like watering yeah. the lawn and he st- he holds it to his crotch as if he's like peeing and starts doing motions <laughs> and it's like. Wow, why, why are you acting younger than the kids? He's acting younger than the twelve-year-old that's across the street. Is the actor sells it though? I'll give him that. The actor was selling. Oh yeah, it. yeah. It looks like like a real creep. It does. Like a little like thin mustache. And, yeah. uh, so I, I do like the the scene that I thought was very nice. Like when uh, yeah, they kind of escape from her and they're in that room and they get they get a little chance to talk and stuff and they have a nice relationship him and uh melody yeah, because she 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 gives gives him a kiss and it's this this first kiss moment probably probably the first kiss in general for both of them and and then like he, he's like okay i'm gonna go be a hero now you you stay in here and he, he he goes outside and as soon as he goes outside he's like hey by the way i'm really excited to be kissed and she's like yeah me too next time we'll make out okay and then he runs off but it was yeah. just like I liked that it wasn't super awkward after it happened. Like you almost expected me to do the thing where the kids get really embarrassed. Oh, we just kissed red faces. But instead, it was like next time we'll make out. Okay, and then yeah. he runs <laughs> off. Uh, so no, mm-hmm. I, I think I, also, I was just gonna say I think I think what I like about the movie a lot is that it has a lot of energy. It always feels like it's moving forward, and, and it never feels like it slows down too much. And it always has this. And I think that's an example of that where it, it didn't linger on the moment too much. It was just like oh okay, well we'll have a little joke to wrap it up, and then we we moved on. Yeah. I also liked uh, this uh, 
thing that they address that always bugs me in movies a lot but you know he leaves her and then uh you know he closes the door and he's like i'm so sorry to have to do this but it's for your own good and then he goes to lock the door um, <laughs> but he can't and she's like the lock's on the inside you idiot <laughs> and he's like oh <laughs> but it's like yeah like why would uh like it's not the outside of the house why would the lock be on the outside it makes no of the sense <laughs> it really does make no sense but, you see it in movies like all the time, though. But and it, it, it was me- nice. So she's like, "Oh, it was nice. You wanted to save me, though." Yeah, it was sweet. That was really sweet. <laughs> what you tried to do, but I, I think some movies they get away with it because it's like an actual lock with a key. So they, you know, the key you can sure. put in either side. That works. Yeah. Uh, so the idea is the key's just kind of sticking out. They just kind of leave it in there. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Why would the lock? If it's just one of these locks that are built in, why would it be in that side of the door? That's stupid. Uh, but yeah, so obviously we've glossed over how Max, because Max actually, his stalking sequence is probably the biggest in the movie, because oh, yeah. he, he's chasing him around the outside of the house, and it's it's this moment, it's after the explosion where he sneaks up behind him, he comes walking through the mist. Again, yeah. really atmospheric street. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Absurdly atmospheric. But he walks out of the mist, and he ends up, and again, earlier in the movie, uh, B was giving Cole some advice. He's like, oh, if you're ever getting chased by the bully, you drop like oh. a rock, and then you kick him in the deck. So what does he do here? He drops like a rock and then he kicks him in the dick, but he misses. He misses the dick, as Amel points out. And he's like, my dick's pretty big. He's like, no, it's not. Yeah. He's like, that's just hurtful. And he just grabs him by the neck. Uh, so really fun stuff. But then it all pauses because the bully shows up and he's egging the guy's house. He's egging Cole's house. And they, they walk out to the side and there's this thing, okay, let's forget the fact that I'm trying to kill you right now. Go and deal with this. Be a man. Yeah. Go and go and beat up this Billy. And of course, he tries to tell him what's happening as well as trying to stick up for himself. He tries like, oh, there's, there's people in my house trying to kill me. And the Billy just, you know, doesn't believe him and eggs him. Uh, and it's, a, it's a, this little, again, it's like showing you at this point in the movie he's not quite over it yet. I was actually half expected at the end of the movie for him to like properly go over and deck the Billy. Yeah. Because he's, he's had enough. And what, uh, what I really like is they do a lot of really good setup for things that pay off, but they also do stuff that doesn't really work out in their favor. Like uh, you see him approaching the bully and then he recites like the Billy Jack scene from the action mm. movie. You know, they're watching a little earlier. So you think he's going to do what he does and like, you know, kick him across the face. And then he just kind of lightly uh, touches him and the bully's like, that's it. <laughs> and yeah. then just like, it's, it's, same, him. it's the same with the kick in the dick. You think the kick in the dick's building yeah. up to him doing that and then it fails. <laughs> it doesn't work. So as much as it sets up and pays off a lot of things, it doesn't always pay them off with a successful moment. Like sometimes yeah. it pays them off with that. No, you failed at this moment. Yeah. So because of that, it works yeah. quite well. And by the way, I love that the Billy's bike has got a name for it. It's called, it's called yeah. Cindy. You see that early on. It's never mentioned again until the end when the, the parents arrive yeah. after the, in the aftermath and they run over his bike and you just hear the Billy go, Cindy! Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, if, if maybe there's one little minor complaint is uh i do wish the bully got a little bit more of a comeuppance but um it's uh i mean getting his bike run over definitely was something and kind of losing respect of his peers that was kind of yeah that was kind of the the cherry on top because before that his friends were kind of like saluting cole like they respected him now and the bully's just like oh like you know so they were kind of going for the more less of a physical comeuppance and more of a kind of like i also like that um you know, we didn't really talk about his introduction, the bully's introduction scene earlier in the movie, but I like that he wasn't a, you know, shut up and give me your lunch money kind of bully. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was a, like a person that I, I feel like I was more familiar with in high school, which is just this annoying guy that's like, hey, loser, like, guess what I did? I just had sex. Like, I bet you're jealous and stuff. And I, I love Cole's just like, I don't know. I don't care. He's like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> you'll like, and then 
you know, what does he say something like, you know, oh, like, why do you care if I believe you or not if you had sex? He's like, I don't. And then he, like, is trying to get him, like, I don't know, this weird, like, oh, you should be impressed by this dumb thing I did, even though it doesn't matter. Yeah, because he says, why should you? Why should I care? Why, why should you care if I believe you? He's like, I don't. And then, <laughs> and then 10 seconds later, he's like, I changed my mind. <laughs> So yeah, yeah it's, uh, I, I think it's it's a chart. Obviously, the, mo- the movie ends with you know the parents show up after in the aftermath, after the car, after everything else. You know, police and uh, I actually I, I I chuckled a little bit as the the emergency service services were because they arrive again because they you know Melanie's phoned the police. She's phoned again whilst whilst he's dealing with the babysitter. Uh, but I chuckled a little bit that the police, the ambulance, and the fire engine all arrive at the exact same time. <laughs> Yeah, they they all they all just kind of drive in at the same time. Oh, that was that was convenient timing. Every single one of them there. But anyway, yeah. uh, I, I, the parents arrive. They come and hug him, and then he's just sort of like he walks away calmly and says, "I don't need a babysitter anymore." And that's the end of the movie. Uh, yeah. Well, it's just a nice. But I, I like that it is kind of this this weird demented coming of age story. But it's always yeah. super fun. The characters are all very likable. Uh, the violence is good. Uh, the humor is typically on point. Like there was very few jokes that didn't land for me. Most of them were cracking me up. Yeah. Did you see? I think there was a maybe like a mid-credit scene. Uh, I, oh, I did. Yeah, I saw the mid-credit scene. Right. That was. Uh, I probably could have done with that. Like we didn't really need the one last little jump scare. Like. Yeah, especially uh, since it wasn't really that movie up until that point. Yeah, and like I. You know, I mean, who knows if she's been doing other, like, satanic stuff before, but I never got the sense that she would be someone that could survive a car landing on top of her. I think it's just a fun little, like, oh, she could be back for a sequel. Yeah. Like, if we wanted to. Um, But, you know, I'd be fine with that idea. The scene itself isn't particularly great. It's just her kind of jumping at the camera more than anything else, but... Uh, like I, I'd be down. Like, see if we like get a sequel where it's like a few years later, and now Cole's a babysitter for someone, and then oh, and that... then this, you know, and then B shows up for revenge, <laughs> and he has that to protect the kid. Like, or maybe not Cole. Maybe it's Melanie, and he's the one who goes over to the house to like be with Melanie. You know, they're like, oh, because now they're like sixteen, yeah. seventeen, but then the babysitter shows up <laughs> for vengeance. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's I the sequel. Like that, yeah. the babysitter two. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything we missed. There's a lot of nice, like, little jokes. Um, oh, yeah, it's impossible for us to hit them all. There's yeah. so many little things throughout that were really cracking me up. And even, mm-hmm. uh, like, we mentioned how set up and payoff, but it wasn't always a success. Like, uh, at the start of the movie, when he's using the knife for the, the RC car, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the dad's like, that's dangerous, I'm going to put that in the dishwasher. So you see him put yeah. it in the dishwasher, and then he remembers that, when he's fighting, because when he goes back in, the cheerleader's back up, and they end up yeah. having this fight, uh, he goes for the knife in the dishwasher, and it's not there, and then it cuts to another flashback, which we've not seen, <laughs> and it's, it's uh, like the dad's getting a hand job. Like it's just this really casual hand job. They're both reading things. Like he's watching yeah. TV and the wife's just reading like her book, but she's giving him a hand job at the same time. He's like, by the way, were you the idiot that put the knife in the, the dishwasher? And he's like, yeah, why? Oh, it doesn't go there. It goes in the, the chopping block. And then like, uh, then it's on the side with the cheerleader, and she picks it up. And it's like, yeah. it was just a fun little you know misdirect. Which by the way, I really enjoyed the little debate in the middle of that because she's tackling him, and to get her away, he punches her in the wound and the the boob yeah. where she gets shot, and then she immediately goes, oh, how. Dare you? That's like, yeah. like how, how dare you touch my boob, you little pervert? It's like, 
You were attacking yeah. me. You were trying to kill yeah. me. It's like, ah, you, you know, you just wanted to feel the boob. I think he says like, oh, don't don't make me feel ashamed for defending myself or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it, was, it was a really little, nice little, uh, nice little. They actually had, yeah, they actually had like a surprisingly nice like little scene together. And then I I like that he was like, um, you know, she was like, oh, now I'll never get to do what I want to do. And he's like, what did you want to be? And she's like, a journalist, which I wasn't <laughs> expecting her. To yeah, say. especially since <laughs> like, you know, I'm pretty sure a slightly wounded boob won't won't hinder you yeah. in that in that field too much <laughs> but like especially like you know she's been running around in this cheerleader outfit she's kind of been very vain and vapid the whole entire movie you kind of expect her to have this like ditzy career goal and then she's like no journalist and you're like oh okay and, uh, and then he actually kind of compliments her and you, you she see she's kind of like oh really like you think i could still do this like oh you're sweet <laughs> and then she flips out and just tries to kill yeah. him anyway yeah that's, that's basically what happens yeah, no, I I think if I want to impart a final word on this, is that it has energy. Like I, from the very moment it started, it felt like it kept moving, it kept doing the freeze frames and telling these things. You know, I I immediately got the relationship between Cole and B, and that that was there really strong before things went sideways, almost to the point where you were hoping that things wouldn't go sideways, and it would just be like a fun babysitter adventure movie where they have to deal with something else. Yeah, but. Uh, but then again, that, that that's kind of what the sequel might, could be: is that the kid and him and Melanie could like fight back against her revenge. If they even yeah. want to, I don't think it needs a sequel. I think it's perfectly self-contained. You don't have to do anything else. But not knowing what movies are like and they want sequels these days, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I would do with the sequel if they wanted to do one. But uh, with that said, I think we should get to ratings. So, Tim, what would you give the Babysitter out of ten? Uh, I feel like. A lot of the last couple of movies we've done, uh, it, it's always kind of starting off with like, well, oh, this was a hard one to rate. Uh, but it, it's nice with this one. This is uh, actually pretty easy for me. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a solid eight. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, very funny. Uh, still, you know, worked though as a horror movie. You know, there's lots of you know, tension and gore and some great deaths. Yeah, um, there's good gore. There's some good horror tropes. But I think, yeah, there's mm-hmm. one or two scenes, particularly when, when Bee's hunting them with a shotgun. There's actually yeah. a pretty decent little suspense scene. Like, I mean, I wasn't like super tense, but it worked. Like there wasn't anything about yeah. it that felt like, like they were cheating or whatever. No, this was a proper shot scene where she's chasing them and they're having to be quiet, and you know it was working. Yeah, so. but there's a lot of stuff like that, and like you know when Max is chasing him, and like you know, or he's hiding under the blanket under the crawl space. Like those are really good. Uh, again, it's a comedic movie and, and stuff, so yeah, there's funniness to it, but. Yeah, it, it's not like there's any reason why you couldn't consider this a horror movie. And, I mean, really, I think my only complaint is that, um, you know, some of the, like, over-the-top stylized stuff, like, I like most of it, but, you know, maybe could have dialed it back just as a smidge every now and again. Um, but that, it really doesn't hinder, you know, the enjoyment that much. Actually, one weird, this is very minor, but one, the stylized things, you know, when they're given their intergalactic team lists, mm-hmm. uh they both have like, on-screen graphics for it. And I thought that was fine, because it was kind of like given as a list as they were saying them. I thought that was okay. But yeah. as she gives hers, it's just a list of text. Like, you know, number one, it's the, the name. Number two, yeah. the, the other name. When it's him at the end of the movie, we get images. Like, there's like a little image of the person he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why Why is why are they different? Because I was expecting it to come back up again, but I was really surprised when it did it in a different way. we actually seen a Predator. we seen a Dama. And I thought, yeah. oh, that's strange. And... Honestly, it just makes me think that they couldn't get the rights to one of the images for the, the first list. So 
Okay. They just made the entire list be text, and I'm like, yeah. well, make it match. I feel weird that you did the images for the second one, but not yeah. the first one, but whatever. Also, <laughs> Small uh, thing. Yeah. I also didn't like that uh, during that first scene, they were cooking a pizza, but you never actually got to see what the pizza looked like. Oh, um, that's, that's just a Tim complaint. No one else cares. <laughs> no one else cares about that, but Tim, Tim of course. <laughs> I, th- I think a lot of people care. The, the pizza community... Uh, at large, had that complaint. Everyone eats pizza, Tim. We're all the pizza community. <laughs> not my community. Not the super secret elite pizza enthusiasts. Who, who's your Who's your <laughs> king, Papa John? No, uh, the uh, <laughs> I was going to say the Noid, but I mean we're trying to avoid him. Uh, <laughs> The, the Domino? The, the, the Ninja Turtles, that's... The Ninja that's Turtles, it. okay, right, very good. All right, so, uh, my rating, I suppose we didn't get to that. Um, yeah, I think I agree with an 8, yeah. yeah. I think I'm solid 8 out of 10 for this for me as well. Uh, I had a blast, so... Uh, full recommendation points. Uh, I've given a G movie an 8, I, I didn't see that coming, but... I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we yeah. gave it a try, and I had a blast, so... And again, it's nice that this just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, oh, and actually, because right. you know, I, I obviously I'm a I'm a sad guy who likes to keep track of uh, like my you know my my ranking of the movies I've seen this year. You know, not just horror, just in general. And like, this is in my top ten movies of the year. It may not stay there, you know, by the time we get some more, you know, the Oscar kind of movies coming out and stuff like that. But like right now, it's in my top ten. Like, it's it's that oh, good. Wow. It's, it's it's up there. Like, I like this more than some other stuff that uh, other people liked a lot. But I don't know that this spoke to me in a way that some other movies didn't uh, I had a blast so that is The Babysitter uh, by all means check it out uh, obviously let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below like subscribe all that stuff uh, get us on twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates if you want to support the channel head over to patreon.com slash TV. especially now that YouTube have decided that horror movie reviews ah. are unsuitable for advertising uh, so we're getting no money from there so you know no, no pressure of course but if you want to go over and check out what we, we get over there uh, by all means do so um Otherwise, uh, obviously it's October. We've we've been doing lots of horror movie uh, videos. Uh, Tim, is there any of the ones we've done so far for the month of October that you would like to say check out that one, that that review, not the movie, that review? You did this last time, and you're like, <laughs> oh, that movie was good. I'm like, no, but you're recommending the review, the discussion. Um, I don't know. We've done so many, I can't even remember. The they've all been pretty fun though. Slumber Party Massacre Two was a good. That was a good review. That was a good pick. Well, that's yeah, a, that was sure. a good one. Yeah, pick that. And, and and that's a one where like, you know, the plot's not super important. So if you haven't seen it, but you do want, you know, just to watch a review, that you know, I think that's an entertaining one. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I uh, I'll I'll recommend our top one hundred videos that we're, we're we've got the first part up, okay. uh, one hundred through seventy six. Part two, which is seventy five to fifty one, will be up uh, on Tuesday, so you can look forward to that. Uh, obviously, the, the final part will be on Halloween itself, so you know that's the thing we're doing this month. Uh, um, those are really fun discussions. I think uh, you know, talk more about this off mic, but uh, they, I don't know. It could be fun maybe to have more of these little list, uh, you know, videos kind of go up. Uh, you know, maybe not just around Halloween. Maybe we think uh, of other stuff throughout Tim, the year. Tim's got an itch. <laughs> Uh, or we save the ideas for next because I mean we, so, now that we've established this is something we do in October. I feel like next October True, we have yeah. to have a, a a thing that's not just movie reviews like this right. that we, we do. But yeah, we'll talk about that off mic. We'll we'll discuss ideas and 
uh, what crazy concoctions Tim comes up with. But uh, nah. so those are fun. It's fun to see where we place things and then uh, making fun of each other for having stupid picks. Uh, Tim, Tim more so than me has having stupid picks. May I add? Uh, I don't feel that. Leprechaun, <laughs> the boy. You have made some funny choices, Sonny Jim. Anyway, uh, so that that has been that has been the babysitter, which we enjoyed a lot. So that's great. Uh, so thank you very much again for watching once again, uh, and that is that is us. So keep watching scary movies. We will see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>